Hi, Eddie here. Red and I have used Zencaster to record all of our episodes of Punk Rock Elite because it's easy, browser-based, and it gives us separate tracks that are easy for me to edit. It can also be used for 4K video too. Maybe we'll try that one day. It's really easy to use. It can do a lot of the editing for you, clipping out your ums and ahs, and adding an EQ to bring out the best in your voice, all from a single website. If you want to make a podcast but aren't sure how to go about it, then Zencaster provides everything you need to record, edit and distribute your new show to Spotify, Apple and a ton of other places that people get their podcasts. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use our code PUNKROCKELITE and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Punk Rock Elite, a podcast about no effects. That's a noise from the internet from a while ago. That's that's taken me quite by surprise. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's uh, that. That is what happens when you ask a little mix to do a Jamaican accent. Oh, I have heard this. Yes, the um, there was a member of Little Mix who she's she's a white lady, but oh, yeah. she she wore a lot of fake tan, and a lot of the fans and a lot of people generally thought that she was not white um the i don't know if that's the story the story is that welcome to punk rock elite a podcast about no effects <laughs> no no let's talk about little mix do no it, no i'm it. gonna carry on talking about little mix i just wanted to make sure people weren't <laughs> checking their uh and, going, I, I, have i got the wrong rss feed here it's something because we've got fans from america like i don't even know if little mix has made it over the pond that they're, they're like uh, a big British pop band like the Sugar Babes. Are they? Were they one of the TV <laughs> competition ones? Or I think so. Do... Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think they did like X Factor or Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, something like that. Basically, they, they were they were doing one of those. We like, um, uh, like you know how Lad Bible go. Oh, why don't these people come in and yes. try six types of pop? Yes, um, uh, and it was something like that. I don't know if it was Lad Bible, but they were sat around and they had we to We should do... do that with punk rock bands. Like, you know, get Rancid in to try a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, because I bet they've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> Just setting up, yep, that, that's what I remember Dr. Pepper being like. Okay, brilliant. Cheers, lads. Wow. Content hashtag. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, here, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, just... I mean, to be honest, I think ska bands already talk about which flavour Cheetos are the best a lot. But, you know, we could do that. Now, basically, they, they, they got them in, sat them around a table. They had little cards and they had to they got given a nation on uh, on their cards, a country. And they had to do the accent and the others had to guess what it was. And this was all fine until I think it's the lady you're talking about uh, got Jamaica. And she just out of nowhere just went, my leg. Oh, no. Um, it was really, really weird. It looked like she, it, it looked like something popped, but um, I only how, said that how because, to end a career. 
It was fine. It was little mixed. It was already over. Um, but, <laughs> but the reason I bring it up um, and have been talking about it for about three yeah. minutes yeah. is because uh, we've got special guests on today. And if you mispronounce their name, then they are Balag. Seamless. Yep. So, yeah, we've got another interview today, everybody. We're talking to <laughs> Manchester's own Blagged. So that's exciting. This is the biggest number of people we've had on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, there were, there were six of us there. A dozen, a, a, not a baker's dozen. A half that's dozen. 13. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were six of us. Yeah, a half dozen, I think, is what you're looking for. Two thirds of Slipknot. We had two thirds of Slipknot <laughs> and three microphones. <laughs> uh yeah they uh they were all they were all around uh, blagged uh, you don't get to see this sadly but uh, they were all around one microphone like a barbershop quartet um mm. i thought the waistcoats and boaters were a nice touch but, uh, <laughs> but yeah so we're, we're talking to uh manchester's uh own blagged used to be called the mustard um now however if you see a band called the mustard uh they're a bunch of cunts so let them know that as the the, the cunty mustard, as cunty uh, mustard, yeah. our friends of the podcast, the midlife punk podcast, call them. Yes, uh, for good reason. Uh, if you if you listen to the intros and after the little mix chat, I can't imagine anyone would skip these. But <laughs> if you listen to <laughs> to our intros, then uh, you might know uh, we've spoken about this uh, a, a little bit here and there. They had to change their name from the mustard uh, on. Um, under threat of what I assume were pretend lawyers, but they changed it. They're blagged now, and they are—they're one of the bands who's going to be on the Punk and Drublick 30th anniversary tribute album that we are putting out alongside the aforementioned Midlife Punk podcast. So mm-hmm. we thought, well, we'd better get them in. We're going to be seeing them in person soon at Manchester Punk Festival. Um, which is only a only a month at uh, the end of the month now we're in March and we're going to be going there at the end of March so that's that's very exciting uh, how have you been Red you've been you've been on your holidays haven't you oh yeah it was great we did absolutely nothing Perfect. um I just ate food and sat down and read excellent nothing else that is the uh the past tense of read not Red does not just do something which is, I am just going to red. Um, <laughs> although that would be great. <laughs> what did you read? Um, I started, and I'll, you know, I'm going to be honest. I started Brave New World by mm. Aldous Huxley, and then I just read lots of comic books. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done pretty much that before, yeah. I've, no, I've never finished Brave New World. Not that I thought it was bad. I was just like, this is probably something... No, I it's will just, read. Look, there's nothing wrong with Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. It's actually a very, very, fa- like, it's a fantastic read. It's incredibly written. But, you know, like, the Uncanny X-Force run from 2012, uh, you know, it's just got, you know, it's it's got more dystopian action in it. Well, actually, probably doesn't. No, it might. Well, no, it'll, it'll, have more, it'll probably have more action, maybe, maybe yeah. an, e- an equal amount of dystopian. Yeah, like Wolverine doesn't, you know, chop people's heads off in Brave New World. Well, he might do. I've not finished it. I mean, I imagine that they'd have. Uh, there's, there is definitely an X Men run called Brave New World, though, right? Well, you know what's actually really funny. You, you bring that up, but actually, the new Captain America movie was renamed yesterday 
really? Brave New World. Uh, it was called New World Order, but now it's now it's called Brave New World. So, so you are onto something, Eddie. There's because Brave New World is from The Tempest, isn't it? It's it's yes. a Shakespeare quote. Yes, and basically, if ever you can't think of a thing to call your X Men run, you just mm-hmm. pull a quote. You just pull half a line from Shakespeare. Yeah, like. I assume there's one called Hubble, just because they couldn't they couldn't do the rest. Of it. You do half a quote, um, and, uh, and to that, be, yeah, exactly, perfect. <laughs> X Men to be, oh, that's a perfect X Men run title. Grant Morrison <laughs> would be all over that shit. Oh, I can't believe we've cracked it. Yeah, it's uh, exactly it. What light? <laughs> perfect. Oh, this is good. Two houses alike. <laughs> it's just, it's that's because there's always that thing about X Men is that it is the silliest and best, but it has also got this this edge where it's like, can we just take this a bit seriously, guys, please? You mean like that, if like there was a tale of two cities, but the two cities were Gotham and Metropolis? Yeah, yeah, that would be it. Um, <laughs> well, I suppose, well, because X Men, there was um, for a while they were in San Francisco, weren't they? So I suppose now they're in. You- the island of Krakoa. Yes, they are. Well, they were. They, uh, it's, it's kind of getting a bit messy in it, in, in, uh, in Fall of X. But hey, we're not a comic book podcast. No, we're not. No. And, 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 and just as X-Men get rolling, it generally gets messy as fuck, to be honest. That's, so true. Uh, yeah. Always the way. So it's always like the mid-runs are always my favorite bit. We're like, oh, yeah, we're really onto something. And they're yeah. like, oh, three calamities at once. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, but, um, yeah. That's what's happening. All right, then, guys. We'll just uh, pile it all on. Um, So, yeah, um, I I spent uh, the weekend in Leicester while you were Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was the show? The show was good. I was was surprised at myself. Uh, Not being from Leicester and not being anyone anyone has heard of, uh, I was surprised that I got the dozen or so people who actually came to see the show at all. Um, one of whom, uh, by the way, was a uh, friend of the podcast, Ali Bryce. Great. He was around and he came and watched and uh, we'll be seeing him again at the end of uh, end of the month at Manchester Punk Festival. We will indeed. Which is exciting. So, yes, very, very pleased. Now, uh, I'm just going to be bothering you with information about the show I have in Glasgow uh, at the end of this month. Not quite the end, nearly the end of this month. Yes, the, the the penultimate weekend, like the twenty fourth or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I'll be doing this show, which is a show now. I can thankfully reveal. Oh, good! I've done enough to turn it into an actual show. <laughs> so, poser will be happening at Van Winkle uh, East in Glasgow at the end of the month. Um, I'm sure I'll put an advert in there somewhere. Something else for you guys to skip over. I'll make it a nice even thirty seconds, so your podcast app of choice will just skip straight across it. But uh, there you go. Uh, I like to think of you guys. So um, yeah, that's been that's been pretty good, and we're going to be seeing each other in a matter of days mm-hmm. for our second and final rehearsal. Yeah, we've got band practice uh, before what in in a week. And yeah, next week, weekend. Next weekend, we will be going to Birmingham to Hellfire Studios to record our two tracks. For the punk and jet, that's so weird. Um, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a horrible feeling that we're going to have to actually put this record out. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's I'm really concerned. Um, 
it was a lovely idea when we had it last year and it was all like um far academic. away yeah and uh, <laughs> it was just it was just ethereal so yeah so that's exciting so we're going to be seeing tom and niall again do subscribe to the midlife punk podcast if you haven't they have all sorts of um they have tons of interviews and they have new music that they're sharing with everyone and it and it's probably good but let's take a deep breath calm down and head over to manchester to speak to blagged i reckon yeah absolutely let's do it let's do it and we have landed squarely in the middle of shea blagged as uh we've been invited in we've uh, wiped our feet taken our shoes off been given a brew and we are here hello blagged Bonjour. Hello. Hello. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, please, one by one. Uh, I'm Danny. I play guitar in Blagged. I'm Sarah. I'm, I'm the main vocalist. I'm Steve. I play bass. I'm Graham. And I play drums. Yeah, play drums. Fast drums. <laughs> kind of forgot then for a second. Sorry. That's, that's, that's a pretty drummer response. I was going to say a typical <laughs> drummer fashion. Already. What, the, um... what do I do in the band? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it is thinking. No. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for being here, Blagged. Um, very, very pleased to have you on here. Um, Manchester's um, uh, most named band. We've spoken about this lot before. Um, uh, with um, uh, used to be known as The Mustard and uh, had to we've gone through it you can listen listen to all of our intros for the past uh, couple of months you'll hear all about it but uh, they're back bigger stronger and exactly the same and you've got a cat as well <laughs> yeah um, sorry i can see that on the video you can't at home so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so uh, now uh, back as uh, as blagged and uh, if you'd like to please uh, tell us how did uh, how did blagged come about uh, not the the name the the group the four of you <laughs> Uh, it started as a lockdown project. Um, Sarah and I started writing some songs in the eternal boredom, and it was it was your first time singing singing in a, especially in this style, weren't it? So and, and found she had, had a bit of a knack for it. It's fair to say that yeah, we were. I, I was yeah, I was trying to sing and find myself in singing the first song that we wrote, which was the scratches. And it's fair to say that the neighbours didn't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but all good, all good. Um, and yeah, we just we just got together. Uh, then Steve, uh, we knew Steve for a while. And then we just invited him to come along. And then we started writing together. We started writing then All You Need to Know. Mm-hmm. And it went so well. And then a little bit after, we found the last piece of the puzzle. Ah. Was our favorite Graham smashing the drums. First time that we saw him playing the drums with us, we we knew we knew we were all the mustard blacked. Yeah, we were the mustard at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You, were, you were you were the mustard, but uh, that mantle has passed on to uh, an inferior band. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd say that, but uh, their pretend lawyers will be onto us if we. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they may have a lot of money, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretend, pretend lawyers. A different sphere than us. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> 
we don't have time. We don't have time. We'll go into that on another episode. Uh, we'll go into the uh, we'll go into the the the, the tea spilling podcast uh, another time. Um, so uh, if you could please uh, just go around and just let us know what what it what, what's your punk origin story? How did you get into uh, into punk rock? And take that in any order you wish. Um, for me, it was my mum and dad when they were together, sort of thing. Um, they hung around with like they, they had friends and everything like that. They used to have like garden parties, <clears throat> and there were these um, this couple, Christine and Neil, who we used to have barbecues at their house and everything. And their oldest son, um, I used to like go into his room when I were around there and like play on his games and everything. And he he had loads of like no effects albums, um, Green Day albums. Uh, rancid albums, loads of posters and everything on the wall. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? So, yeah, just uh, every now and again, I'd, I'd like borrow a, a CD <laughs> or whatever, and next time, like, swap it for another one. And that's how I pretty much got into That's very uh, cool. Work. Yeah. 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 Da- Daniel Whitehead. Yeah. It was, it was, it was oh, okay. his fault. It wasn't Neil and Christine Hamilton. No, no, no. Because that would have been a really unlikely origin story. I'd have been very th- uh, thrilled about that. It's like, yeah, just these two uh, former Tory UKIP people. I used to go around their house. Their son was massively into punk. So, you know. yeah. No, well, <laughs> my, my dad as well. He, he was quite into like Green Day and everything like that. But, um, like no effects and rancid and stuff like that. That was more uh, Daniel showing me showing me the ropes with that. So yeah, I've got him to thank for that. Shout so out thank you, Danny. Show the reserve. <laughs> yeah, and he was in a band called the Reserved as well. We were no longer together. But... Oh, cool. Awesome. Awesome. How about yourself, Steve? Oh, uh, it's kind of like a, a multifaceted thing. Like I, I, I've always been into like heavy metal and stuff. Mm. You were like uh, a metalhead when yeah, I met you. I yeah, remember you being like really into metal. And- more yeah. organically a metalhead. I mean, I've always liked bands <laughs> like Bad Religion, Rancid, um, and then got so like a bit of a gimp here, but I actually saw Fur Deuce a good few years ago, and that sort of intertwined metal and punk, and um, obviously I, I came good friends with Danny uh, yeah. sometime after seeing them guys live, and you know, that sort of like paved the way mm-hmm. uh, a lot of new bands came away, you know, like uh, No Effects, um, yeah, all the classics and that. That's kind of it, really. And now I find myself in a punk band. So. <laughs> we still got a yeah. five string bass, so you've just yeah, got five that, string bass, got that, it really. Got that well. nod to the metal, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> how many? How many of the strings do you use? I use all five. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> 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 I was not intended to be accused of doing um, Just the one. I did. I did find out. Uh, I apparently uh, Jerry from the Misfits. He has four strings on his bass, but he tunes uh, tunes the top two to E and A as well. Basically, breaks the string, so then he can just move his two string bass lines up a bit, and then yeah. So that's oh. yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty clever, okay. and it's enough. Ex- I remember thinking, God, I wish I'd have thought of that because uh, it's precisely my style of bass. So, um, yeah, excellent. What about yourself, Sarah? Um, so when I was like a, like a teenager, I, I remember going to um, to squat squat parties in in Madrid, in my hometown, and and I and I remember it, it was punk. Um, I did, I didn't know much about it. I was quite late to the scene, but yeah. I remember that. It really, really moved me. Um, and then fast forward to 
to really when I when I start hanging out in Manchester and I started to get into the scene again and start to really hearing different types of punk and and just going to punk gigs and really loving it and that's when I really started just going getting into it. You like ska a lot as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been a little bit more towards the ska. I've always loved reggae. So I'm a little bit different in background, really, from these guys. Um, I, I, yeah, quite new to the punk scene, really, and the punk music in general. From my uh, brief time in Madrid, I, I remember a lot of the, the punk scene there were, did have a very heavy sort of ska bent to it, yeah. people. But it was very sort of pointed in that uh, in that direction and, and stuff but that you know that was uh, that was the uh, the exciting bit but I think there's a lot of that kind of scar that also comes out of like South America so there's not yeah. the, the language barrier that would come with US or UK yeah. music potentially so we've got a lot my... of influence from yeah. South America I suppose and, and Central America and, and I think that's where it might come. I might be completely lying here. <laughs> no, no, I, no I, I, it, it, it made total sense to me. I mean, even, um, I mean, even, uh, I mean, the the big what the the song which I associate and it makes me so happy. I imagine it's probably super cringe for a, a Madrilenia to hear, but um, I I was slightly obsessed with uh, Aquí No Hay Playa by uh, Los Refrescos. Oh my god! Because, I was putting that. It's brilliant. It's it's cheesy as shit, but it's just it's. Oh, harmonica solo. It's amazing. It's great. A pretty big, proper cool. I remember they call proper cool ska band called Scape, and I remember you showing it to me one day, and it's like, oh, do you know this band? It's like, yes, mate. That's one of the. They they make it to the charts, you know. I think well, not maybe not to the charts, but they they were sounding on the radio. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's uh, so now I'm I'm just thrilled somebody else has heard that song. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, super cool. And uh, and uh, Danny, what's yours, please? Um, from the <laughs> late nineties punk resurgence, ah. I was big. I was big into Oasis as a as a young child, um, which led me to ask for a guitar for Christmas when I was nine years old. <laughs> and I always just liked the the fastest and the heaviest Oasis songs, and then. Start, started high school, yeah, I know. Uh, but I know, I know exactly. What you know what I mean? You know, like, pretty, like, like exactly the same and, story for me, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Acquiesce and rock and roll star and all that. And then, yeah, I started high school, and someone, someone showed me Blink One Eight Two, and then my brother went watching Green Day, and then it, it just went from there. You just find one band and then another. Um, but then, like, there was a few people at my school who were into metal and Slipknot, and I, I, I couldn't get on board with the vocals for years. Um, and, then I, and then I heard Pennywise for the first time, and I was like, it was it was that metal sounding guitars, but with the with the clean vocals, and I was like, yes. And then yeah, onto there from No Effects, Rancid. And then by the time I was sixteen, I was getting in, a lot more into the the metal side of it with Death by Stereo and Strung Out, and mm. yeah, it's just developed from there. To be honest, is that a Strung Out tattoo on your arm? Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. the two bands that you said. That's, and a Death by Stereo. <laughs> oh, you got a Death by Stereo. <laughs> See that when you're slightly off camera, but yeah, I was like, that, that looks like the the atom thing off of uh, Strung Out. Yeah, <laughs> amazing, cool. Well, uh, thank you so much. Uh, 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 for uh, listeners at home, uh, we're still talking about it. We're not going to stop talking about it. Uh, the Punkin Droblick tribute uh, that we are organising, yes. flags are appearing on it. In yeah. fact, uh, one yep, of yep. them is a. 
appearing on it twice. Yeah, I still need to uh, need to. I still need to sort that out. But uh, but yeah, yeah man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should yeah have... I, have, I have actually got it now. I just need to get it recorded. Yeah. You should have heard him. He was so excited. Yeah, he was dead excited. Was oh, <laughs> yeah, we, we were on tour. We were on tour at the time when you were in the turret. So I'll get to your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we were, we were oh, well. Me and Stephen were quite drunk in the back, uh, yeah, smashing brewskis in the back of the van, like trailing ass across Europe. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do a, I'll do, I'll do a cover of punk. I go, I know it. And then I was like, shit, fucking hell. <laughs> but um, sorry, you weren't allowed to swear on this, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're half expecting them to say, "No, no, actually, we just want bands to do it." Like, yeah, yeah, go on there. It's all shit. Back to the myself yeah, into a corner. It's all right, though. This is about it's... punk rock, but we do retain some standards, please. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, are no, we are we revealing the two tracks that Blagged are doing on the album? Oh yes, yes. I, f- I figure I figure we let the bands announce uh, announce those. We we drip feed them out that way. We've already said that, uh, yeah, Graham's doing uh, a version of Punk Guy uh, by himself. But what is the one that is going to be going under the title of Blagged, please? Like don't, call, don't, don't call, call me white. white. <laughs> don't yeah. call nice. me white. Amazing. Excellent. Yeah. What, 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 uh, and who was the, the main driving force behind choosing that one? Or was that by committee? It was about it was like a third or fourth choice, weren't it? Because I think the other ones we wanted, we wanted to do Perfect Government initially, but that was taken. Oh, it was, yeah. And then I think, did we, did we try a couple more? But to be honest, I'm really glad we chose it. It's, we've, we've been, Dig was another show, wasn't it? Dig was a show. We, we just sat there in the van listening to, listening to loads of tunes, <laughs> loads of the, what, the full album, didn't we? Um, but like, we, we recorded the drums and the guitars and stuff, and we've demoed the vocals mm. and um, changed the key just to suit Sarah's voice. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really glad we chose that one. It's going to come out great. I'm looking forward to it because I saw you guys at uh, the Underground in Bradford a few weeks back. <laughs> the cat is enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> um, she really wants to participate. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They are trusted creatures. Um, so yeah, I uh, saw you at the Underground in Bradford uh, with uh, Zero Cost and Mammoth Tank and uh, King's Alias, who I uh, failed to see. But mm. um, yeah, and uh, and you. You you said uh, from the stage, oh, this next song is a NoFX cover, and then you played a different NoFX song. I'm like, these guys you know, <laughs> know all of the NoFX songs. That that's been in the set since since the start. Um, we we just, like again during lockdown, we were just playing acoustic guitar and singing loads and stuff, and that was one that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was just going to end the call, and and yeah. That, that, <laughs> That was one. Again. That um, was one that me. It was one that me and Sarah had sung together. So obviously, with um, with it being a second language, it's not as easy to to learn lyrics for songs. And she sure. pretty much already knew that one. So I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. It's but um, she, yeah, she pretty much already knew that one, so it seemed like a, a good choice just to. You know, we to are chuck keeping in. the audience on tenterhooks. We've not. I was going to. What, what the name of that <laughs> other cover is? It's not on the album, but yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the plan. Everyone calls it an everyone calls it a niche no effects cover because it's off the the B side album 40, oh. 45 or forty six songs. Yes, 
Yeah, I'm not actually familiar with that one at all. Oh, we've, li- we've literally <laughs> covered it on an episode, Red. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Clearly a very memorable track. <laughs> it just goes, um, the plan. Just the harmonies. I think what yeah. I really, really like about that song is, is the harmony. Well, about a yeah. lot of the songs, not effects songs, have beautiful harmonies, but that one yeah. really got my my attention. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that was one of the main things we pointed out. Yeah, I think it was on. Is it, is it like a beast? Is it the beast? It's the beast side to Timmy the Turtle. Oh, is oh it? okay, sure. I think so. Yeah, ah, that's how okay, it ended yeah, up yeah. on the uh, on the forty five or forty six song. Uh, I'm I'm pretty confident it is, or it's certainly a B side to a, a thing where you go, oh, Timmy the Turtle, yeah, that's the main one, and then we'll just put the plan on the back of it, as if, you know, anyway. <laughs> as if it wasn't... Yeah, for some reason, it's clearly clearly better all round. Sure, it definitely that's... been the other way around. Yeah, but that's that's just no effect for you. It? It's like Back to Oasis, it's like the, ma- it's like the master, plan, master Plan being a B-side. So that that whole B-Sides album, which I think is just called The Master Plan, isn't it? Yeah. Like they, they put out the worst album, and then they put out that one, you go... Guys, just uh, what? What? <laughs> they they used so many great songs on their B sides, and then when it came time for their third album, they was like, "There we go, well, whatever it is." I like I like be here now. I think I thought that was one of my favorites. It was a uh, it was uh, a crushing disappointment um, that th- coincided with my move away from that style of music. Anyway, so I don't know if that was. I was the album after that. I think it shows. How much, how, how many drugs they were doing when the ta- the, the opening track's called? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it's the same chords as Wonderwall. It is. Um, it took me years to realise that as well. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I th- I think Noel Gallagher did once say, um, "You should really listen to that album on like five grams of coke because that's what it was recorded on." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, well, you know, at least he knows. Cool. We, Blagged, are going to get to the questions, okay? So uh, this is for all of Blagged to throw in uh, as much or as little information as you wish, but we ask these of all of our guests. So, Blagged, uh, what are your favourite no-effect songs? Which are the ones that jump out to you? In uh, any, uh, for, any me, for me, it's definitely Louise. I think that's my all-time favourite one. Off, is uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, that either that or uh, the pharmacist's daughter. Like, just all of um, Pump Up the Volume is like. So that's, I that's, think Pump Up the Volumes are our yeah. favourite already. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, um, it's just got it's just got that that edge to it. Yeah, it? I, I think it's that that was the first album that I ever listened to as well. So it was like it's got some nostalgia to it as well. So so yeah, I'd say they they're my two favourite songs. Of. I think I think mine's Hiroana at the minute, especially yeah. anyway. Mm. These are some really interesting suggestions. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that everybody comes on and says linoleum, but like yeah. these are these are some interesting choices. <laughs> yeah, Punk, Punk Rock Elite's got to be in there too for, for one yeah. of my favourite songs. It's, it's it's a banger, but yeah, um, yeah, Hiroana's just it's just the way it's written, the way that, that intro. Um, and of course, the decline. I was well. just going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The declines, the declines just... we, we we have this thing oh, every yeah. time every time we're turning up to a, a venue and we're gonna like play play a gig or whatever. We always try to 
when we're 18 minutes away, we always put it on and see, yeah. <laughs> see, see if we can arrive at the time when it finishes. We always forget or play too early yeah. and then play twice yeah. or things like that. Yeah. Play for a minute in Lincoln, we nailed it with yeah. that. And then, we got stuck, and then got stuck in traffic. <laughs> Just what we needed. I really like the line. Yeah, I love the little bangers like Whoops I Ordeed. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, that's, oh, there's uh, it's already a, a very comfy little mix going on in that selection by itself. I love it. Um, I mean, I think we've already got a little clue as to a couple of your <laughs> favourite albums, uh, but uh, what, what's your favourite NoFX album? If it's not Pump Up the Valum, speak now. Pop, uh, Pumpkin Drublick would oh, be yeah? my, my second favourite one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so long, thanks for all the shoes. My second. I like the f- yeah. fifty-four songs that were not good enough to go another. Forty-five or forty-six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the one off that as well, "Pimps and Hookers." First song. Yeah. That's a oh, yeah. banger. Mm-hmm. Seventy-two. <laughs> I like the album. It's chaotic. <laughs> it, it is. Pretty, it it's is pretty chaotic. Yeah, you've yeah. got you've got. I think the first disc is a load of B-sides, then the uh, second disc is the the fuck the kids and the surfer mm-hmm. EPs, which are, are both two of my favorite the, the more i sort of think about them and it, it mainly comes from doing this show where we went back and listened to it all with mm-hmm. a view to like analyzing it those um those short eps are so much fun yeah they're just really really exciting yeah that's never... that's, that's what i've never delved into in no effects or really heavy petting zoo i've not i've just not rinsed it like i have the, the rest of the you, i mean don't you, you don't you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's that's what i've heard <laughs> But, the, but then it's some people's favourite and they, they're just like absolutely besotted. Some people find something in that record that I, for the life of me, cannot find. It's like, uh, you know, the, the, the magic eye picture scene in Mallrats. Yeah. Where it's just, just Ethan Suplee staring at this magic eye picture and there's little kids coming up pointing out, oh, I see what it is. And he's just furious. He can't see it. <laughs> and I feel a bit like that with Heavy Petting Zoo. People are listening to it going, this is fucking brilliant. I, go, I don't know what you're hearing. <laughs> I saw someone post on Instagram, I think today, saying, don't care what anyone says, this is the best album. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> no worries. If it's someone's favourite, that's absolutely fine. It's just one of those I can't. But then Red and I are both huge fans of um, First Ditch Effort, and so many people think that that is dog shit. So, you know, <laughs> just goes to show what do we know? So I'm curious now, what is your favourite No Effects song, Red, Eddie? Mine. Or does no um, one know that you've never revealed it ever? N- no, we did. We did. I My favourite No Effects song is. Uh, irrationality of rationality oh, um, or of errors but i also really like my orphan year on coaster mm-hmm. yes mine is uh laurie myers uh oh. closely followed by i'm telling tim mm-hmm. and... our, our mate willis the, the bass player in fair dues has got a, got a laurie myers tattoo but they spelled it wrong <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i mean has have they spelt it like the character from ha- halloween because like that's also Laurie Myers, but it's spelled differently. Well, it's Laurie. It's like Laurie Mayers, isn't it? So it's spelled M Y E R S, I think. And then, oh, and, then okay. and then did like an E dangling from a spider's thread <laughs> off it. Like realized later, did an E just kind of dangling off it somewhere. <laughs> he, might have, he might have had it covered up now, but I don't remember he got that done. This is the same guy who's also got a Dr Pepper. Uh, what's the worst that can happen? Tattoo on his <laughs> on his leg as well. He doesn't like Dr Pepper anymore. <laughs> 
He used to drink it, like, he used to not drink anything else, but he had to drink it fizzy, like, and attack you if you fizzed up. If you, if you ever wanted some, some Dr. Pepper, you just literally needed to pick up his bottle and just shake it a little bit, and he'd be like, I don't want that now, so you can just, like, you can just have it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just drank too much of it and got sick of it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Turns out that's the worst that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the worst that can happen is actually drinking the fucking stuff. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Agreed. I don't, Agreed. I don't, I don't understand that one, but anyway, that's uh, that's it. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think your favorite album's Coaster, isn't it, Red? Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I think it's really difficult to to work out my favorite album, but I think <laughs> when I re- if if you really put a, if you put a gun to my head, I think it's Coaster. But I also yeah. like Wolves. My one's so long, and thanks for all the shoes. But that's uh, that was the sort of the the newest album that was out when I got into them, and it's just that sound is what I associate with with No Effects. So, and where, I, nice. I love pretty much all their all their phases and stuff. But it was that um, first album that was really like the production was really glistening on it. I thought, like, yeah, yeah, Punk and Trouble. It was good. They leveled up from from White Trash. Yeah, I do, I do love White Trash as well. I've got some fond memories of that. Oh, it's a, it's um, a cracking bit of work. Yeah, yeah sold out. But they they proper leveled up from White Trash. But then, yeah, I think so long thanks for all the shoes. It was it was first time they were like super polished. I think it's really trebly. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in a really abrasive way. But it's just jangly, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 weird that it's so jangly. Um, cool. Do, so blagged. Do you have a favorite No Effects lyric, or any of you? have those kind of things there's there's so many in the decline like there's, there's, there is yeah one of the reasons i liked uh hero Anna so much it's the the corner so, corner store sells finer scotch but who's got uncut powder in the pharmacist story that uh she's she gets my love, I get her drugs. I don't know why. I, don't, I, just, <laughs> I, just, think, I just think it's so fucking cool. <laughs> yes, it's... Uh... Monosyllabic girl's got some bangers. Yeah. I took her to the aquarium, she said, she said shark. <laughs> I, took her to, I took her to the planetarium, she said dark. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's fucking great. Yeah. Let's get that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, there's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's so much good stuff in that. <clears throat> yeah. Lovely. All right. We'll press on. Let's have a look here. Um, so what's your favorite memory of no effects? This can be as as loose or as tightly associated with the band as you like. Just uh, what is it that's... Listening to Hepatitis Bath to one I was going to say that. You stole <laughs> yeah. it from me. That was, t- that was so special. Yeah, we, we, we had we, fucking we, hours to kill, didn't we? Listen to it top to bottom, didn't we? Yeah, because yeah. it's, like, it's twelve hours, isn't it? Yeah. We listen to it, and now we've started again. So we listen to it when we are going <laughs> to play gigs or something nice. on the road. We listen to it, again. and then impersonate Stable episode twenty-five. <laughs> <that>. Steve, <laughs> just pulled up in Lincoln. Now we're going to get the shit out of the van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good that though. It's it's great that one because um, especially when uh, with the guests they got for. Uh, Jello Biafra and Tommy Chong. Chong, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they did it literally 
got Tommy Chong to do Dave Casillas' bits, literally so he could say, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> literally it. Literally <laughs> a, catch, a catchphrase from a thousand years ago. And they're like, oh, yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> but, um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, – and they, I think they also got uh, the guy, uh, um, Steve Kidwiler. Um, they got Jello Biafra to do him. Probably because Steve Kidwell is a Christian, so Jello Biafra keeps on saying things like, so while I was uh, talking about my Christian faith, <laughs> calm down, I'm not doing anything wrong. But uh, yeah, it's. I think we we still need to, uh, you, you've not even tackled it yet, have you, Red? No, I, you know, like similar to these guys, like I need some sort of like long journey mm-hmm. to... To you know, because I don't know, it's just twelve hours. I've not got twelve. Well, hours. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think it as, as if it's twelve hours. What we did, it was just, you just play it and Each then carry on. Short, it's, it? Each chapter is it can be quite short. Yeah. Some of them are quite yeah. Quite they're short. just like memories of, um, and they are different completely. They change from one person <laughs> oh, to fucking, another. It's deep as well. It's not just like fart jokes and puking. Like the world is fucking deep. Yeah. If you, well, stick, if you stick the audiobook on Spotify as well, they, they each read their own chapters. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which is, which is yeah. cool. And sometimes they, they cross-reference like certain scenario, like certain like memories yeah. or whatever. But some mm-hmm. of them are slightly yeah. different in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, which is quite, <laughs> it's, it's, it, if you've never listened to it, you should def- definitely give it a shot. We definitely need to. <clears throat> it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to. Yeah, I, I've listened to, I listened to it when it came out. I think I got it on, I bought it, I think it was the last thing I ever bought on iTunes. Um, oh. um, but that was just two massive files. I always thought, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to chop it down and make it into something a bit more manageable. Because if you mm. stop, listen to something else, and then go, right, was I eight oh, or God, nine yeah. hours in? You know, chop it down into hour-long things, you go, I'm never going to get too far out of my depth. But, um, yeah, I think we're probably going to do – I'll have to do some sort of series. I don't know if that's going to be some special side project thing that mm. we do with that but uh it's going to be a biggie but yeah so uh, yeah any any others because that's uh that's a great uh yeah. well what's yeah. what's the memory yeah yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've got a couple <laughs> of cool memory. things there, <laughs> so, from, from when i've seen them i remember when i, I saw them at the academy, manchester academy when i was about 15 16 hmm. and they were in the days where you go and see a band and just like have some beers and go wild at the front for two hours yeah. it was about an hour and a half in and i was just there just like Oh, a bit like this. And Melvin just looks at me, pointed at me and goes, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> no worries, Melvin. <laughs> Sorry, I gestured, a, I gestured a smile there for the people who can't see the video. Um, and then at Punt Rock Holiday a few few years ago, um, again, in Slovenia, bladdered. I can't remember why, but I, I jumped on stage and just made a beeline for Fat Mike. <laughs> and, uh, and the security just grabbed hold of me. And um, what's it called? I was, try- I was trying to high five him or summer, and the security grabbed hold of me, and I just managed to shake him off for a second and fell towards him, and he just gave me a little fist bump like that, and then I, and then I just got dragged off by the security <laughs> like this. <laughs> I was like, fair, I like fair play, Mike. That's brilliant. Because uh, keep in mind, you know, people have rushed him on stage before, and uh, they've ended up kicked in the head. So you know, you did pretty yeah. well out of that. I didn't get that close to him, and he saw me just like, I was like, you! And he, and he gave me the finger, in fact. I was like, you! And he gave me the finger, the security, wrestled security a bit, and then just dived at him. From my holiday, there's like a, a stage in front, like a little platform in front of the stage. Right. So I was on that, I was like three feet below him. 
I just launched my fist like that and just bent down and fist, <laughs> fist bumped there. Before oh. he got battered. <laughs> well, then I just then I just like let whatever happened to me just got dragged off into the sea of people. It was cool. Did they, did they like throw you back like a, like a, a beached fish? Or pretty, a, pretty a, much, pretty yeah. much. The security upon my colony are good. They're not they're not there to rough you up. Just ah, like cool. some bands let people on stage. Pennywise have a stage full of people. They'll just get like briefed by the band before it. Um, yeah, but the thing is, is that if you get on stage, you're then within arm's reach of Fletcher, and that's more that. dangerous than anything. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. <laughs> it's. Um, I think there's there's a brilliant video of. I think Fletcher literally flings Fat Mike into the drum kit. Into the drums, yeah. He yeah. just, he just runs on, lifts him up bodily, and just goes wham, and just like it. It's, oh, wow. it, it's, <laughs> he's got like a, he's got like a roadie on each on each leg as well, just like yeah, trying to yeah, stop yeah. him. Have you seen yeah. the one of El Hefe rugby like rugby tackling him? No. There's one where he comes on stage and Hefe just grabs his legs like this, uh, like grabs the bottom of his legs, lifts him, and he just f- goes flying into like Melvin's pedals or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's quite recent. I think it was um, uh, when we were talking to Frank Turner. He said, um, "Yeah, Fletcher's great, but he's a lot." <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's the most diplomatic way of describing Fletcher I've ever heard. But uh, yeah, always. Do you, know, do you know what his drink is? Have you heard about? Have you heard of the, the Fletcher cocktail? I have, but so, go on, let the people. Yeah, know. So, so every time on the ride, it's a bottle, a bottle of rum and a, and a Pringles tube. So he, he empties all the Pringles out and then fills the tube up with rum and coke, doesn't he? I think it's rum. I think it's rum and coke. I think it's rum and coke. Yeah, yeah. a full full Pringles tube. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can uh, you can order that at the Punk Rock Museum. You order the Fletcher. You can, yeah. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they pour the Pringles into a little bowl for you, and then they do you a a Fletcher quantity a Fletcher oh. ratio <laughs> rum and coke in a Pringles oh, yeah. tube. That's um, it's uh, yeah. It's really funny because that's the sort of thing you do once, and then this guy just went, "No, no, I think this is precisely how I want to live." Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's an exciting. It sounds it sounds really weird. I imagine. I don't know if he's done any tours of the punk rock museum. I bet he's. I bet his tours. I'm sure. Are... I'm sure he has. Yeah, or he will. He'll definitely be wanting to. That that would be an insane one to do. But yeah. I've definitely seen him there. Yeah, that's true. Actually, oh no, because yeah, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the one of the co-founders, I think. Yeah, he is. Well, there's loads of people who are shareholders now. Apparently, um, yeah, they've asked everyone. Apparently, only only Green Day didn't invest in it. <laughs> they, uh, I think it was yeah. Green Day didn't send any stuff because they was said it, they weren't. Oh, is that, oh, is that what it was? Oh, right, yeah. Okay. But I think oh. Fletcher was actually an investor as well at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Like he was on, but um, yeah, no, they asked around everybody. And um, yeah, Green Day. Yeah, like Red said, they they said, "Well, we don't really class ourselves as a punk band." They've had some great tour guides, though. Joe Escalante yeah. and Ephraim from Death by Stereo. That, that, oh yeah, yeah. Armson. Yeah, it's yeah. There's some really really cool stuff. I think uh, Chris from Less Than Jake's done a few of them. There's yeah. had all all sorts of cool people. It's uh, I think uh, Niall from Midlife Punk Podcast. Uh, he went when he was out there. Um, I thought we were to say he was a tour guide then. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool, though. Um, no, but he, he did meet Mike uh, when he was out there. 
uh, Mike wasn't tour guiding, but uh, Mike did give his official approval for the uh, tribute album that we're doing. So, oh, nice! Oh, really? Is, yeah, yeah. This is technically this is technically a uh, a Fat Mike approved endeavor. So, I'll have to put that on the That's label insane. somewhere. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Eddie here. Red and I hope you're enjoying our show. If you have been and would like to help us make it a little more easily, then you can donate to us at our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash punk rock elite, or you can look in the show notes for our link tree. If you can't help us financially, we totally understand, but would love it if you spread the word to other people who would like this podcast. We thank you for your continued support. We massively appreciate it. Back to the show. So what do you think would be the best way for a non-fan to get into no effects? What would be the way to introduce? Well, I've, I've only started listening to no effects four years ago, five years ago. And I think the best way is really, lead, well, for, for me, it was kind of really understanding the history of the band, the story okay. of the band. Mm. Yeah. Um, and for any, any person who is interested in music, it would be just selling the harmonies and that they play, how yeah. playful they are with the harmonies and how amazingly weird the mix of harmonies they do sometimes. So that mm-hmm. that was for me what it was. Lovely. We're really enjoyable things. I'd say get in a time machine and go back and watch them in the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I've got fond memories of downloading on Kazaa the, um, <laughs> what was it? Live at Bizarre Fest 96. Oh, yeah, don't if, yeah. Don't know if any of you guys have seen that. And you just, you get like 10 seconds of a song and then that'd be it. And then you get 15 seconds of a song as you wait for it to download. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The stage band is a bit questionable on that, to be fair. <laughs> um, was that the one about... Um... He's talking about some sort of backstage uh, dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he pretty much names every female performer on the bill yeah, in between yeah. each song, and then claims he slept with them. He, oh, that each, <laughs> each yeah uh, performed a different sex act. With each <laughs> like, just goes through like a list. Um, it's like, yeah. I mean, you you get in a lot of trouble for it now, but I think yeah. I think there's an element of absurdity to it that stops it from being creepy and it's just like <laughs> daft. But I'm probably um being rose tinted about I don't know. It could be either way. But I, no, I, that, that I remember was my, at the time thinking it was funny. That was exactly how I thought it was like it's so daft that surely nobody can take it seriously. But at the same time I was thinking that yeah, maybe it's rose tinted glasses. It is it is sexist it is I know. Comment, I know. oh yeah yeah it is yeah. i guess we we all understand how you know the, the narratives in society have changed quite yeah. a lot thank Since god <laughs> for that oh, yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> but in, in some ways yeah it's, it's kind of we can understand how the time could have sounded differently than it would today now could have been acceptable yeah, um, and and yeah. and at the same time, you know, that was when like Ace Ventura was released. So you know, Jesus. it's, it's yeah. aged a lot better than say Ace Ventura. Battles, I guess. I suppose that's the thing. But yeah, no, you're right. It's um, it is. But the, I think I think it is, it is sexist and and not okay. But also, I mean, I don't know, like, 
whether he was like friends with any of those people that he was mentioning and all that mm. kind of stuff because again it'll make fun of of all the bands on a on a lineup um but then again like making fun of your friends is very different to making fun of strangers yeah and and so you know there's there's that but but you know it's also, it's also the element of doing it in front of 30,000 people. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's not, it's not a WhatsApp conversation, is it? It's not, no, that's, uh, no, I remember, um, cause that was the only way you could find out about the people who were no effects because they didn't put their pictures in the albums they didn't do interviews until early noughties the mid noughties in fact Mm -hmm. and so if you got into them in the 90s you'd be looking at two different liner notes with two different sets of photographs you're like well these clearly aren't the same people are they (laughs) are they these people at all but they were just so the only way you knew what they looked like was if you went to see them and then you'd be like is that what they look like that's mental they look like four people who shouldn't be in the same band as each other and they're like really it's so so weird and then yeah and then all right so they only do like four songs and the rest of it's just talking about whatever (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing but yeah. yeah and then later on it was just talking about drugs but never mind <laughs> how things change but uh yeah lovely that's uh that's great so uh, any <coughs> other suggestions as to how a non-fan could get in or uh is it time travel and uh harmonies time travel i think <laughs> we'll go watch your vibe time travel yeah. and harmonies i like that yeah like a really cool band name yeah, that's your next album, Time Travel. I was going to say. <laughs> that's good. Um, I think just just don't listen to the early albums first. Do not don't don't try and get into them in chronological order. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. It's uh, it's weird, isn't it? Because so many bands, people go, oh, they sort of went off the boil after their third album. It's like, but after yeah. their third album, no effects were really just getting going. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say start start in the middle. Then listen to the early stuff. Then listen to the later stuff. I, that, that's the way I'd probably do it. I suggest what, to do it. And what what are these cutoffs for middle, later, and early? So the the last middle album I'd say is the War and Errorism. Okay. So from from the middle is from White Trash to War and Errorism. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So we're look. Yeah, we're looking at. Listen to it's it. Then in the, so the, the 10 years, the 90s through. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's pretty, pretty much 10 years, isn't it? 92 yeah. to 2001. Two or, or two or three. Yeah, it was uh, 2003, maybe, I think. Yeah, so you got yeah, 10 or 11 years of um, from basically from the from the 90s to the war in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. Even even White Trash might be a bit, if you, if you start there, it might be hard to get into because his voice is a bit. It's a bit Cartman in it, <laughs> can be, but um, yeah, but that I mean that was we sort of we've unofficially designated that as like the start of uh, classic era no effects because that's for the first full album that Hefe's on. He was on yeah. the longest line, and then White mm-hmm. Trash. It's like that year ninety two is when they became no effects. Yeah. Before that, they were sort of they were nearly there, but there was something missing, and that turned out to be Hefe. and then so so anything post so you're talking like wolves onwards is late late era yeah i'd say so yeah for me 
Like Wolves was the last album that I really, really enjoyed. The the rest have got some alright songs on them. Mm. Uh, but I think Wolves is the one. I think that's where they started. They went from that that classic no effects sound into as bands do, they just they just developed into something else. The songwriting developed in different ways. Mm. But I feel like that, yeah. that was the, that was that peak peak middle, weren't it? Yeah, that's that's a single and double album they did. There's some interesting tonality on that, like you know, it's like a bit yeah. of far cry away from the classics, let's say. But yeah, fucking yeah. Nevertheless, some bags on there. Yeah, there's there's always something. There's always even the early albums. There's always there's a couple on uh, each of those. The first two that we, uh, it, I mean, Red's always uh, been keen on uh, the idea of. Uh, Red's a big Taylor Swift fan, so Red always likes the idea of uh, them going back and re-recording, like they're going to be doing like liberal animation, Mike's version, and uh, <laughs> you know, have uh, have some of that going on. And to wow. be honest, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if they were to do that, because uh, it'd be interesting to hear those songs played with their abilities now. Mm. They put linoleum like to stud, didn't they? <laughs> and then yeah. the one that. The one they replaced it with was too difficult, so they had to go back to playing linoleum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, imagine if they'd played their final tour with the new version of linoleum and not the old one. It, it would, if their, fa- <laughs> if their fans were young and healthy enough, they'd have rioted, I tell you. <laughs> not that uh, okay, lovely. Well, let's have a. Okay, cool. So. What do you think, Blagged, uh, NoFX's legacy looks like? Fat. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fat. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a lot with fat wreck, aren't they? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, there's a long line of bands that they've, they've influenced. They've pretty much, I think the whole genre of skate punk owes a lot to NoFX. Mm hmm. Um, and yeah, the fat records. Um, yeah, it's just that this is that sound in it, that sound that that melodic hardcore sound. Um, yeah, fast, fast melodic and heavy. Like anybody, any band who plays like that. Uh, it only really occurred to me the other day that that sound sort of exists exists at got created at the perfect time for it to be created because it was just before everyone started bringing computers into recording that was all still being done to tape like in the in the mid 90s hardly anyone maybe maybe the the wealthiest bands you too might have had a computer in there but everyone else was using tape and stuff and so well, even at that time, the, the technology wasn't great. It was all very, very clunky. It was still there was still a lot of bugs being worked out with it. Yeah, um, I think Auto Tune was invented properly in like nineteen ninety eight or something like that. Apparently, apparently on um, uh, Hello Rock View, the Less Than Jake album, the producer auto tuned all of the horns. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've always had a difficulty with the sound of the horns on that album. And I think that might be why there's something slightly uncanny and, and, and unnatural about them, and they're just really smoothed out. And and so, uh, yeah, so I didn't even realize that until I think last year I heard about that, and I thought that does make a lot of sense. But yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, enough. they weren't they weren't using any of that kind of stuff. It was all it was all to tape. It was all uh, all that kind of thing. And I think yeah. that that had a big 
you know, because you can do whatever you want with computers these days. You know, you don't you don't even need a drummer. Hey. You know, <laughs> hey. I'm you, yeah, I'm saying, if you want it to sound really good, you do, but you don't just, need just one. Just in case you know. Graham forgets he's a drummer again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what but, am I doing here? <laughs> no, but you know, you 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 can you know. I mean, and the thing is, is that for demoing and stuff, that's 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 all right. You know, I've written a song; it needs to have some drums on it, or it'll sound weird. Yeah. But some people are like, "Well, that's good enough. I'll just release that," and that's you know. I, I, but in the mid '90s, you couldn't you couldn't do that. But yeah, as uh, Ryan Green, the producer, sort of came up with that fat sound, it's just wonderful. So yeah, um, so that's that's their legacy. The uh, just coming up with that sound that you can still hear in stuff today. Yeah, well, I think well, it's 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 the development of the bad religion sound, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Like this, this, he says it on the Hepatitis Bathtub. Mike was like sick of the band and stuff, and and then he heard suffer, and he was mm. like, "Ah, that's what that's what I want to sound like." But no effects don't sound like suffer. Like they've, yeah. they've took they've took it a, a few rungs up that ladder mm-hmm. um, to the point where it's it sounds completely original. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, Mike always talks about bad religion, but and he has done recently. But it, it's uh, rich kids on LSD as well. If you put okay, those two yeah. together, yeah. the like melodically they're quite bad religion but musically they're a lot more like yeah. rich kids on lsd yeah. and and so with all of the, the some more intricate riffs and the mm-hmm. and the super fast drums and stuff because um bad religion don't have that skate punk beat they've got the fast really fast drums but not that not quite that it? sound it's uh, ever so slightly different I suppose in the same way, no effects are part of Bad Religion's legacy with, with Epitaph and, and mm. the bands, bands yeah, that Brett, yeah, yeah. Brett signed first. Um, like those first first five signings they have of no effects, Rancid, Pennywise, Offspring. Mm-hmm. There's one more. But yeah, I mean, pretty. And then and then obviously with Fat Records was Propaganda, Strung Out, Lagwagon. Yeah. No use for a name. It really, really, I don't know. Don't know if it's just luck or if it's just a, a good eye for for a sound, but I think it's uh, it was sort of it started off as like friends and peers, and then you know it's that sort of thing. It, it, but it is it's like that passing the torch on. You know, you'd like to think that, um, and it sort of didn't really happen for a third time. It's not like someone from Fat started from a Fat band started a record label and then passed that on. It's sort of stopped yeah the money stopped though didn't it after Weird. the night is with, yeah. with the records record sales died i think that had a lot to do with it yeah yes because uh you were you were listening to it on kazar but as i was watching the i was watching the live set on kazar because it wasn't a dvd oh, of it. Yeah, I, I own, I own, <laughs> I own, I own so long of thanks for all the shoes and white trash and same. I I put the value at that time. I I did. You know, I I I was I was actually one of the people who did what everyone claimed to do, which was listen to stuff through um, Kazar and all that kind of stuff, and then actually buy the record because the liner notes you got to you got a list of other bands you should be listening to yeah. were all the thank yous, and that's sort of where. Yeah, and that, and that meant you could go out. You didn't need to search for them anymore. You didn't need to 
you know, you didn't need to go on Lycos or any <laughs> other fledgling um, search engine. They told you who to listen to because they ask, said, ask Jeeves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's Jeeves going to know about it? Nothing. So you know, that's the that's the exciting thing. Well, that, that was like the time where you could go into like Piccadilly Records in Manchester and there'd be an actual punk section with a post-it note on there with a f- four fans of on it, and mm. that's like, yeah, you could actually discover some some proper bands like that. Could you remember um, punk, Punkarama as well, the, yeah. the DVD? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I used to have volume, I think it was volume two with Death by a Stereo on with yeah, Desperation yeah. Train, and yeah. I think Bob were on there with no effects. And, oh, man. Wow. Did you ever watch that? the most watched DVD that I owned. The, did you ever watch the Fear of a Punk Planet? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, oh, yeah, that was the one. <laughs> I, uh, I found it in a, a charity shop uh, a couple of months ago. Sick. Um, yeah. I had it. And then I lost it, but yeah, on on the Epitaph DVD, Punkarama, the videos, Volume One, Nihilism by Rancid, New Noise by Refused, American Jesus by Bad Religion, Leave It Alone by No Effects, Come Out and Play by Offspring, Salvation by Rancid, Same Old Story by Pennywise, Kemp by Millen Collin, True Believers by The Bouncing Souls, Yeah, Up for Sale by Tink, Paper Thin by Hot Water Music, I'm the One by Descendants, Barroom Hero by Dropkick Murphys, She's Got the Look by Guttermouth. Need to Get Some by Division of Laura Lee, GGF by Rancid, uh, Desperation Train, Death by Stereo, Fuck Authority by Pennywise, Sticking in My Eye by No Effects, The Gaunt oh, by Murphy's. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like a funny choir on that as well. They've got a group of people going, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the last East Side Mags by Bouncing Souls and Sorrow by Bad Religion, which I think was probably oh, the most sorrow. recent song. So was, uh, was is Bob not on there? Have you said Bob? Yeah, no, but that might have been on the second volume. I've only got volume one here. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I think thought, it might have been on there. Ten years of fucking up, actually, on like the extras bit or something, maybe. Oh, poss- possibly. Did they put that out on DVD because it was a VHS in it? Yeah, well, I, I ended up. I did have it on VHS, but it might have been like at the end of summer. I don't know. I don't know. That that were, that was another good uh, watch, though. Really, really good uh, documentary. Yeah, ten it's really funny ago. the way that yeah, the ten years which barely contains any El Jefe. It's all really, yeah, really yeah. early. <laughs> it, it's incredible how bad they are in some of those uh, yeah. some of those clips. It's great. And I then the backstage thinking... passport as well. That they they're really good to watch. Oh yeah, no, they're uh, yeah, they're interesting for so many other reasons. Um, <laughs> second one's a bit tragic, <laughs> where he's just like asleep on his phone getting interviewed and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's uh, it's pretty raw. Um, but then in the next scene, he'll be going like, "Oh, this is some weird drug that they'll behead you for doing in Indonesia." <laughs> I'd better wake it. Melvin up so he can do some too. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Those are, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the cops are gonna hear they're gonna kill us. Yeah, it's, um, it's uh, pretty. And then the next one, he's like, "I miss my daughter." It's like, yeah. there's something uh like something traveling salesman sad about it in parts which is i don't want to get spit on (laughs) oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't don't disagree i think we've come to uh everyone's favorite question the final question we're gonna go around uh all of you blagged who's your favorite member of no effects 
Uh, I think, Kelly. Yeah, I think from uh, <laughs> listening to. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the cat. Uh, the cat's eating our leftover pizza. Um, <laughs> after listening to the audio book, uh, what's it called Hepatitis Bathtub. Yeah. I think it's got to be smelly uh, yeah. for me because he just. I don't know. Oh, no, I, oh, I don't know actually. Maybe Melvin because he's just like the. He just seems like the nicest. Most Sweet. gentle guy ever. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to have a I'd, I'd like to have a beer with all of them to be honest. But yeah, either Melvin or Smelly. I can't I can't I can't pick. But... Fair enough. Yeah, there, there was no single person's chapters I disliked on that on that fucking audio. But like, uh, I don't know, Mike, multi layered guy, fucking really funny. I had me fucking scrying in certain parts of that book, like honestly, yeah. and uh, laughed my head off. Yeah, and. He's the lyricist G, isn't he? Uh, so probably Mike. Yeah. I mean, he is the reason why no effects are really. I know, like, but yeah, it'd be easy to say Mike, but I think I'll have because he was he was the one that made the difference. He was the one that really like got got he kind of fine tuned the operation when he when he came in, and like I've always I've always seen on like if you watch early videos with like. From the start, from when El Hefe had just joined, mm. and like I've seen one, I've seen one. I think it, it must have been like his first European tour, and they just had him starting the set with "Together on the Sand." Yeah, it's like you're the new guy. Off you go, sing this <laughs> song, and he, he just don't give a fuck. He's just like to get around. This, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. like normally a new guy would be just stood at the side, being a bit timid, and you see Mike just like he's always looking at Hefe like that on, on them early videos to like. Mm. You know what I mean? They're like tuned in with each other. He's like looking at him for like approval almost. Mm. Um, so yeah, Hefe for me, I think. Nice. And Smelly for so, Sarah. Oh yeah, smile, Smelly. Oh well, you showed it to Smelly before. He's a lovable rogue, isn't he? I, I like the stories there. He's a lovable the stories rogue. Stories that he talked right. in uh, <clears throat> podcast. You're not the first. You're not the first person to say that. Before the book, I'd have said whoever, but after the book, I was like, smelly. It's it's a really his story is fantastic, and it's and and mm. particularly well told as well. I think his sections, I think they're uh, really really great. One thing that blew my mind about smelly was uh, so when they went to record white trash, like they got there and he went and like found some smack off someone, and then went to Burger King toilets to shoot up. And just as he was about to, he dropped his syringe. And like bent the end of the needle, hmm. and still then dug it into his <laughs> dug it into his arm, and, and then and then shot shot up. No, I'm not I'm not like glorifying it or anything. But then it, but then he he went and recorded the drums like off his tits on yeah, on heroin. Crazy. Yeah, and then but and just just like hearing that hearing him hearing that story after listening to those drums over all these years, and I was just like, oh my god, like you you listen to it a bit different after that. He's yeah. got crazy stories. He's yeah, got, yeah. got crazy stories, and how that guy was still standing and yeah. performing and recording. And how, how, he, how he overcame it and everything. It's, it's um, yeah. I think it was, really is a good story. I think it was basically the the day after they finished recording, he went to rehab. Yeah, it was like, and that's yeah. always the maddest thing. You go, yeah, no, that album was recorded when he was on heroin. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's insane. It's um, the. The earlier ones, you think, yeah, that sounds about right. But you know, some of the, mm-hmm. the that one, it's just, it's just mad. But yeah, I think his his story is 
is uh, incredibly interesting and the way he sort of talks about stuff is um yeah incredibly appealing and it, it's mad to think that when you hear a song like moron brothers that is about <laughs> that <guy. laughs> and he like mucks around and like hits people in the balls and stuff and you know and all, all the rest of it you know he's still you know uh mucks about but it's yeah it's it's interesting it's all very like silly, silly dad style the mucking about he does now isn't it rather than yeah 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 he is very much well yeah. well thank you blagged for choosing all of them as your favorite that's um, very, 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 very diplomatic of you um but that's fine no that's good um fantastic um we are drawing uh to the end of our conversation um uh certainly the bits i've been talking over but will uh would you please let us know where we can find your stuff where we can see you what you're up to and all the rest of it please plug mm. away mm. uh uk is the only link that you need that'll take you to our full link in bio links. all our gigs all our upcoming gigs uh, yeah. a link to all our socials and youtube spotify um, we are blacked on every platform apart from Facebook. We are blacked official. And um, we've got some gigs coming up. We've yeah, got we've next got Saturday, 9th, 9th, is it 9th? Yeah. Playing yeah. in London with um, the Menstrual. Menstrual Cramps. And we are really, really, really looking forward to that. I'm not um, sure if this will be out before then. But... Well, it will. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. The MBF. Manchester Punk Festival. Yeah, Manchester yeah. Punk Festival playing yeah. on the... Yeah, we're very excited. Playing on this Saturday at quarter to six. Something like that. Go- yeah, gorilla. around six in Gorilla. So catch us there. And yes, then you're we are... just before Cat Bites. And I'm very, yes. Yeah, yeah. very excited about not having to move venues. Yeah, so, uh... I'm going to stay there for a while as well. So I'll see you yeah, there. Yeah. Definitely Great. staying for Cat Bites. I encourage everybody to do so. Oh, yeah. They're a fantastic, fantastic, energetic, awesome band <coughs> from uh, Philly. Uh, but be punk. there for Blagged because uh, uh, you're great live. I really, really enjoyed watching you guys. It was super, super fun. Thanks, uh, thank you. And uh, and we will, uh, yeah, we. I, I imagine uh, Red and I may well make it. I'll certainly will. I don't know what Red's plans are. We haven't uh, done our. The, uh, it slightly rider. slightly overlaps with the comedy stage, but I'll, I'll oh, try yeah. to be there. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, nice. <clears throat> well, you can always come to Pumbrook Holiday in yeah. Slovenia. Yeah, why not? Let's go to Slovenia. <laughs> we yeah, are play, we are playing there as well, which we are extremely extremely looking forward to it. That's Great. easier than going over the road. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll be... <laughs> it's more just fun, not, not that bad. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, you guys don't have anything on Bandcamp, do you? Well, with all the... Don't think we do. No. Yeah, with the so. change of the name. No, we have... Oh, dear. Dirty. Shit. We've got two cats and I've just called her the wrong name. She's just going to be upset now for the rest of the night. <laughs> she, looks, she looks devastated. To be fair. With the drama. People at home. Yep. With the, na- with the change of the name of the band, um, we now have new merch, but we need to put it up as well. On what's that called? Though we have the metal. Big cartel. Big cartel. That. Uh, there's a link to that on. If you go to blag.uk, there's there's all our links. We we'll probably have some of the mustard stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? Does that? No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, no, we don't. No, I'm taking up right now. <laughs> Unless you want to buy it, he'll send. Unless you want to buy it, just give us a shout. 
Thank you, you very much, guys, for having us. Oh, you're absolutely more than welcome. Thank absolutely. you. And we encourage everybody uh, at home, check out blagged.uk. Find all the stuff. Yeah, you've got a few videos, um, like actual music videos, like you know like real bands have it's great you know it's uh, really really cool so you got all of that stuff and uh we will see you at uh mpf and um we hope to see the rest of you but we will we will let you get on with uh thank you blags you are truly the punk rock elite we will see you soon thank you very much thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) there we go blagged as you would want them, all together, having a nice time, occasionally interrupted by cats. <laughs> it's great to talk to all of them. And I know I say this quite a lot, but like, again, some real no effects aficionados, like mm. their choices of favorite song. I mean, there were a couple that I, I, I can't even recall myself, like some real prime choices there's a couple of uh, from the back end of uh, pump up the valum and stuff like that yeah um yeah and some real. b-sides yeah absolutely that's the exciting thing about um uh about this is that people just sort of go oh well you know i found the bit of no effects that i love and it and it lives here <laughs> like you know we had robin from, from random hand saying that you know he he liked because you asked whether he thought that their scar was any good and he went oh yeah yeah no it's really good and then paul smith from the new cross in who's uh you know proper scar guy it was mm-hmm. like i don't consider no effects a scar band yeah. <laughs> um and all this stuff so they've just got these you know you, you can you can really put what you I, I suppose that's why people get so passionate about no effects you can sort of fill in the blanks yourself and make make them the band that you want them to be yeah i feel like everybody's listening to a different band yeah because you have people <laughs> i remember when they released war on errorism and i knew people who were like oh i don't really like it now they're singing about politics and i yeah. thought and i thought you they have always been like all socially maybe not like party politics and stuff but they were just like no they were just like a you know a, a doing a fart on your mate's headband weren't they i'm like not really? always. Not, yeah, not always. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I guess kind of you could read that, but so and and so there are people who are like, oh, no effects are doing some of the most um, most important social commentary in the punk scene, and other people are like, I liked the one where he did a diarrhea, and and they are talking about the same band, and that is <laughs> and that is absolutely so. Having a sort of like, oh, they're really carved out this niche of the ska punk thing they're not a ska band it's just you know and i suppose and it's nice to have four people i suppose when you have four different people talking about them in the same room where they don't feel and they know each other so they can interrupt and contradict and stuff you do get reminded of those little weird things about them i suppose is what i i took from it anyway um so what have you got coming up we've already given the game away as to what we're doing um well uh yeah we're doing like band practice and stuff um i'm also i'm 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 currently looking for a a new pet rabbit oh right Um, so i'm like i'm in an adoption process of like trying to find the the right rabbit um we think we might have found one we won't be able to pick her up until next week but um it's all very exciting i love rabbits 
You do, don't you? <laughs> um, it's so tiny. That is, that is true. I'm very, very <laughs> pleased for you. That is very exciting. Um, well, actually, I'm going to be um, in Sheffield on Wednesday. Yeah. Two days after this is released uh, at the Lead Mill. Yeah, we've got a comedy club at Lead Mill. Uh, runs first Wednesday of every month. Uh, Eddie's on this month's lineup, uh, along with headliner Alistair Beckett King, that you might yeah. recognise from Mock the Week. Um, and the internet in general. Absolutely, yeah. Incredible comedian. If you're not already familiar with him, do check out Alistair Beckett King. Yeah. Uh, Barry Dodds Bar- will be opening. Oh, and, and Danny Deegan's now emceeing the show. Oh, that's nice. I haven't seen yeah. Danny in a while. That's exciting. Love Danny. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Danny's still in York. I am not sure, actually. He might have moved back to Bury. I know that he's like usually in between Bury and York. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where he is currently. I haven't seen him in a little while. That's why. That's probably not for public broadcast. So if you've heard that, there you go. That's where <laughs> Danny Deegan might live. We've given you two disparate locations. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we've got, I uh, don't know what we've got next week. We'll do something, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so we will do something next week and you will hear it. And uh, who knows, we might even uh, put a little bit of uh, audio from our rehearsal if you're very, very lucky. Or oh, dear. A, well, we might have a, I mean, we might just have a have a chat with uh, with Tom and Niall, put that in, see how that goes. Yeah, it's it's going all right. Do you know what? It's It's very surprising. If you're not on our Facebook page, then... Uh, Go and, and have a look there because we did put up a little clip of our rehearsal there. We didn't put it on Insta because no. the aspect ratio was all wrong and I don't know how to change it. But we, <laughs> you, you've got a, a little clip of one of the songs that we're rehearsing for it. Um, it's not difficult to work out what it is, but there you go. That's uh, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe uh, next one. But until then, thank you ever so much, Red. Thank you, Eddie. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Punk Rock Elite. It was a Pick Scrapes and Fruitcake co-production by Eddie French and Red Redmond. If you're not following us on Instagram or subscribe to the podcast, please do. The main theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.